When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week, we're going to be covering episodes 16, 17, and 18 of season three of the 1987 cartoon. Continuing our trek through all 47 episodes of season three. Oh, yes. Boy. So this is four musket turtles, turtles, turtles everywhere, and Cowabunga, and Cowabunga Shredhead. Shredhead. Uh, I've been waiting for this one. <laughs> so uh so long is this one of the ones you had on vhs as a kid i had the cowabunga shredhead vhs yes nice so it is i am a little biased because of that and that's why i have so many fond memories of this episode um but yeah that's it's re-watching it with these modern eyes and uh having to dissect it for the show like i i enjoyed it a lot good good yes. a little spoiler for later but yes <laughs> <laughs> all right then let's but, uh yeah anything else happened in uh turtles for the week i got my uh kevin eastman uh pride shirt cover of 117 um came in it's pretty nice i like it a lot nice yeah i just had my birthday so uh, my wife got me the City Fall board game, the you know IDW Adventures book, Ooh. Adventures games. Nice. Got the City Fall one. Because you already have the base nice. one, right? This is the expansion. Been... Yeah, I have the first. Well, so this is an expansion. Both of them are base ones. So the Changes yeah. Constant is a base one, and so is City Fall. But if you yeah, want to play okay. the Turtles, you got to get Changes Constant, and if you want to fight the Shredder, you've got to get City Fall. <laughs> So. Like I've been wanting, I've been wanting it because I really want the miniatures. Because mm-hmm. they they just they look so cool. Yeah, they're good miniatures. It's a fun and game too. Because Hob one too. Yeah, it's also got a, a one player mode to it, which is pretty unique for a board game. Yeah, I think you have to specifically buy that one though. Uh, uh, see, the guy I know that has it, he went all in on the Kickstarter, so he's got like everything. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I know what did and did not come in the retail version. Yeah, I was a newlywed at the time the Kickstarter hit, so there was no way I was going to be uh, participating in that funding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and they, man, they get so outrageously priced. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was huge. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff that came in that Kickstarter. Like, honestly, like, look out for those IDW game Kickstarters if you, like, are into board games and you want to pay some money. Yeah. Because, I... like, the Ninja Turtles one, they had, like, a box that comes with uh, an alternate story mode that's of the Deviations comic where all of the turtles get brainwashed and are evil. And like, Ooh. yeah, they've got all three of all four of them as dark turtles instead of just Leo. I uh, do think, unfortunately, that IDW Games is 
no longer around or slowing down production either way. Oh, really? So, yeah, I'm, I'm in a group that, like, they were talking about the Mutanimals uh, expansion they were supposed to do, and that apparently got canceled. Yeah, so. it never happened. I know, I was waiting to, for that Way one. to bring it all down, Keith. Sorry, man, I, I'm just a, I'm, I'm, I'm an honest guy. That's, that's the thing. I don't want to... all over here enjoying <laughs> and talking about how cool it is, and you're like, ah, oh, no, it's not around anymore. Yeah. I'm going to raise that even more by saying that now Spencer's older, so he's one step closer to not being the young guy anymore. Yeah. Steadily working his way up to old man status. We are we are the closest in age that we will ever be. <laughs> yeah. How old are you, Spencer? But speaking speaking of, speaking now. of old things. Twenty four. Jesus Jones. Uh, oh my Atlanta. To say speaking speaking of old things. Let's start talking about these episodes. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me tell you a story. Perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. So my episode, episode 16, Four Musket The Four Musketurtles, written by Doug Molitor. I think that's how you say it. Molitor! Uh, Molitor. It sounds like a He-Man villain. Yeah. I know. Ah, you know. Molitor. That's right, He-Man. It is I, Molitor, king of the lava people. Yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with that name. October 16th, 1989 is when this episode was released. So, I know eventually we'll, we'll get to a period when I was actually born. Uh, <laughs> I'm so young. I'm Spencer. I don't even remember being 24. I'm pretty sure I skipped that year. <laughs> I mean, to be frank, like I don't even know if I remember like being 23. Yeah. So yeah. you know, already, and that was just last year. Well, I mean, nobody likes you when you're 23. So yeah, right. I didn't even like myself. <laughs> but it's okay. You guys can like me now. All right. So a story starts off with Krang learning of the location of a crystal called Impervium that makes an indestructible force field. And it was also teleported to Earth by accident or something. It was, I don't know, there wasn't really a reason given for it, but it was teleported to Earth nonetheless uh, in an experiment. Shredder isn't happy with Krang because Krang tries to boss him around, tell him to go get it, and he doesn't want to. So he makes uh, plans for himself to get it and to double cross him. On the surface world, it's Mardi Gras. The turtles are out and about, and they learn about the three musketeers. Leo is super enamored with the story. Bebop and Rocksteady are sent to get the crystal by Shredder, but the turtles show up and stop them from getting away. However, during the fight, Leo's head gets bumped, and when he wakes up, he then believes himself to be a character from the three musketeers. Also during the fight, the gem was lost and ended up being picked up by Irma, who turns it into a necklace, because of course, that's what you do with gemstones you find in the garbage. Leo's brothers are now forced to have to humor his delusion, and so they are going along with whatever Leo does. Shredder finds Irma the, uh, with the crystal and decides to kidnap the whole Irma instead of just the crystal. The turtles show up, and Leo tries to stop him. Riveting. Yeah. Next up, we have Turtles, Turtles Everywhere. This is Season 3, Episode 17. Original air date, October 17, 1989. Written by David Bennett Karen and J. Larry Carroll. It's a tongue twister. Uh, so there's a new super advanced garbage service in New York. It uses automated trucks that seek out and pick up garbage. It's so advanced, in fact, that April is actually interviewing the dump supercomputer 
instead of some human being that's managing the dump. Of course, Shredder has a scheme for this new technology. He takes an override device from Krang that will make the computer seek out the turtles instead of garbage. And in fact, the override device itself is shaped like a turtle. It's kind of cute. Uh, Shredder takes over the dump, but the automated trucks aren't discerning enough. Instead of grabbing the turtles, they're grabbing any turtles. That includes ones at the zoo, in pet shops, and even an endangered sea turtle who has come to the shore to lay its eggs. April was doing a story on that sea turtle, and it was captured, and she's also captured as the turtle gets captured. Now Donatello has a plan to use a nearby phone booth to hack into the supercomputer's operating system, but he's kidnapped by one of the automated garbage trucks. The rest of the turtles break into the dump and rescue April and Don with the help of the endangered sea turtle. While they're fighting the Shredder and his goons, April and Don start hacking the supercomputer. Their first step is to clear off all the turtles that are on the control panel, which just happens to include the turtle-shaped control override that Shredder was using. The supercomputer, which is now back to its senses, uses some grappling arms to throw the bad guys down the hole, and the sea turtle return to the, returns to the beach to lay her eggs. The end. Riveting. All right. And now, with the episode I've been waiting for, Cowabunga Shredhead. Original air date, October 18th, 1989. Written by Dwayne Capizzi and Steve Roberts. The turtles are hungry and are so hungry that they're debating on trying Splinter's pickled tofu when they go decide to go check on the pizzas that Michelangelo is making. However, when they get to the kitchen, they discover that the oven is bare and Michelangelo has taken the pizzas and eaten them himself. Splinter decides to enact the old ancient practice of Kung Pao to help Mikey crave pizza no more. A strange ancient hypnotic technique passed down through ninja masters, apparently. Meanwhile, Shredder is working on another plan to destroy the turtles by creating a holographic clone uh, that, of specifically Michelangelo that he's going to use to take over the turtles' lair. However, when he gives Bebop the data disc that contains all of Michelangelo's knowledge, he Michael, or Bebop crams it into the machine, into the synthesizing machine, and it goes awry. Lasers are firing anywhere, everywhere. One of them hits Shredder in the head, and he begins to stumble off. Back in the sewer lair, after many, many hours of trying to hypnotize Michelangelo to crave pizza no more, suddenly Shredder appears with pizzas. The turtles begin to attack the Shredder uh, and cut him no slack. However, they dis discover that he thinks he's Michelangelo. Splinter tries his hypnotic technique on Shredder, and by uttering the Shredder's name, it seems to snap him out of the hypnotic trance of being Michelangelo and changes him back into the Shredder. Splinter figures out that maybe they should have him be Michelangelo a little longer, so he rehypnotizes him and instructs the turtles to never say the name Shredder around him, only to refer to him as you know who, in order to preserve the illusion and keep everybody safe until they figure out what the Shredder's plan is. The turtles then decide to go off to April and bring the data disc that Shredder has with them in order to analyze it and find out what Shredder's plan is. Michelangelo, feeling that there's one too many Michelangelos in the sewer now, decides to go off on his own. 
Meanwhile, back over at Channel 6, the Turtles bring the data disk over to April's computer because she just happened to be working late that night. And jamming it in there, they begin to see what the Shredder's plan is and how he has a whole hypnotic illusion uh, of Michelangelo, his brainwaves, everything, in order to figure out exactly what he is. Deciding that Michelangelo is in trouble, they ask the Shredder, I mean, you know who, what he would do when he was depressed. He says, why, I'd go to Vinny's Pizza, of course. Meanwhile, inside of Vinny's Pizza, Michelangelo is consoling himself with a soda because he craves pizza no more. Beop and Rocksteady followed him inside, and after a short tussle, the two doofuses capture Michelangelo and carry him off back to the lair. The turtles track him down using the turtle comm and then head back to April's or leaving Donatello in April uh, to decipher more on the data disc. When they find out that on the data disc, Shredder's plan is to impersonate the president of the United States. The turtles then decide uh, to go after Shredder and back over at Vinny's Pizza to trace Michelangelo's steps. Uh, Shredder you know who gets reactivated and captures Leonardo and Raphael. Donatello shows up in time to stop everything. Uh, then Shredder gets unhypnotized back into Michelangelo, deciding that the only way to find Michelangelo is to rehypnotize Shredder and convince him of the convince him of the turtle's fate and give him back the data disc. The only way to do that is to rehypnotize him and let and have him lead them to the lair to save Michelangelo. The turtles do that, getting trapped inside of a giant pizza again. When the turtles uh, rehypnotize Shredder, he runs back to the lair, taking the data disc with him. Uh, the turtles all fight, save Michelangelo, and but they're all trapped in a force field. The force field is their impending doom. There's no way to get out of it. When Michelangelo decides he's going to try this, and rehypnotizes Shredder again to become Michelangelo, causing Michelangelo to blow up the synthesizer, destroying the entire plan. Bebop and Rocksteady figure out that the Shredder is really a Ninja Turtle in disguise. They take him down and decide to take him back to Krang to peel off his turtle or his non-turtle disguise. The day is saved and Michelangelo decides he wants pizza again, thanks to Splinter unhypnotizing him what a thriller i'd tell you man bold television bold television <laughs> surprised this was on saturday morning cartoons and not like you know hbo or something yeah you it's know? basically the wire right <laughs> <laughs> well shall we uh dive into some second time around yeah yeah let's do it hey uh, nice junk so was Irma's voice different in episode 16 than it normally is? It sounded different. It sounded different, but it is still Jennifer Darling. Okay. You know whose voice really was different, though? Was Krang in Calabunga Shredhead. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Uh, so that was Townsend Coleman, uh, who plays Michelangelo normally. Um, and yeah, that was very obvious. That was not... Uh, yeah, he... that was very obviously wasn't Pat Fraley. Yeah, yeah, very high pitched. It it was very high pitched, and and you know what? Um, I don't know if you guys watch uh, Black Nerd Comedy, um, Andre Meadows. He um, like whenever he talks about Krang, he does this voice, the Townsend Coleman Krang. <laughs> hmm. huh. Like I just I just 
it because I was listening to it and I was like, oh, that is the exact impression he always does. Interesting. So I I think he had the Cowabunga Shredhead VHS too. <laughs> Just gonna throw it out. There was also no Barry Gordon in uh, Three Musketeers. Uh, there was no B- uh, Barry Gordon. He was played by Greg Berg again. Like, uh, what was it like two episodes ago? I think so. Yeah, I think I sent you guys a screenshot of like the crowd at Mardi Gras. Yeah, oh, and so the crowd in Mardi Gras—that's the same one from the Halloween episode, like way back in season two. Yeah, and there's—it's it's the same skeleton man. Yeah, they say they're all in costume, but there's a dancing skeleton. Like you can see through his ribs. <laughs> it, it's the like I said, it's the exact same skeleton man, you know, that's running around New York mm-hmm. from the from the Halloween episode. Look, man, maybe you just need to like, I don't know, realize that maybe some people have really really good costumes. True. I don't yeah. know how we did it, but somehow we made it so you can see through those ribs. I'm I'm the kid that made the like sheet with too many holes in it from uh what is it, Linus and Snoopy, uh the peanuts, you know? Uh-huh. There was that one kid who like folded his sheet too much and made too many holes for his ghost costume. Uh-huh. I was I was that kid. I always had the crappy costume. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we do that a lot with like like with French stuff because like it's the same in like Lay Miz. Don't they usually in Lay Miz use like British accents? Oh, it's it's any foreign thing. Like if you yeah. watch uh, but Prince of Persia, they all had British accents. Like yeah, <laughs> took place in Persia. Come on. <laughs> Apparently, you know, just whenever you just translate with your translator some foreign language into English, it comes through as a British accent. Oh yeah, if if you watch like any modern sci-fi, like every alien has an English accent. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Why? Because of course they do. Right. It's just foreign enough. I really don't know a whole lot about uh, Three Musketeers, so uh, I, you know, everything I know about the Three Musketeers comes from '80s cartoons. Yeah. Everything I know about the Three Musketeers comes from Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, the Three Musketeers, you which know, I'm pretty sure I, is a very accurate adaptation. Sure. I haven't seen that, um, other than like that one level in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, it was Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance. I haven't um, played them. Uh, you should definitely play Kingdom Hearts. I know I should. People, I mean, it looks good. I've always been interested in it. It's just getting around to it. It it is a time sink. You know, there's eight games you got to get through. There's so. eight of them. Uh, so there's Jiminy. three crickets. Uh, there's three main Kingdom Hearts games: Kingdom Hearts one, two, and three. Okay. But in order to really understand the plot motivations and all the machinations <laughs> and everything you do need to play all of the side stuff spencer right. and i are just shaking our heads on the zoom call right now that's, there's that's no fine. possible way that's like, fine <laughs> you know and it's best to play like they do jump around in the timeline a lot mm. um so like the not the third like the fourth game or something that came out is like the first game because it takes it's a prequel to everything um, I don't have but, time to play all these games. I'm I'm busy watching '87 Turtles all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't have time to play all the games I own. So, same. and I just bought more. So, whatever. Anyway, what's yeah, I, I think I'm in the same boat, Mike. Like I've definitely watched more cartoons about the Three Musketeers. I'm also I'm way more familiar with the candy bar than I am the book or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like the Three Musketeers. Like I've never read it. Um, 
you know, it's never interested me. Um, other than like all the cartoons that I used to watch had a Three Musketeers episode too. Oh yeah, we got we got to have a Three Musketeers, a Zorro, and a Robin Hood, right? Uh, yep. I just I just feel like they like every single like writer of this during that time must have been forced to like read it in the English class or like. I don't think they even they did. Like, right, I think I they all they. It. I think they all had like a Cliff Notes version, <laughs> and like that was, and that that's just what they ran with. Probably. All right. Should we move on to turtles? Turtles everywhere. Turtles. Turtles everywhere. So the other thing I got from this is that I know that turtles. Turtles everywhere. And Shredder says a line: "Turtles. Turtles everywhere. Not a ninja among them." Yeah. I know there's a phrase: "Water. Water everywhere." Everywhere. Not, not a drop to drink. Yeah, and I, apparently that's from a poem or something. I didn't know that. I looked all this I, up. I but. thought it was a saying, but yeah, apparently it is from a poem. Uh, rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Hmm. Hmm. I guess that makes sense if you're out at the ocean because you're completely surrounded by water, but you can't drink it because it's salt water. Uh, yeah, I, that's what it was originally referring to, yeah. Yeah, all right. That's cool. Also, I'm guessing this episode was influenced by, like, the heavy anti-littering campaigns in the 80s, which, I mean, way to go. I don't like littering. I don't think anyone does, but... <laughs> it was it was a very weird episode. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, de- it definitely did not have much to do with actually cleaning up trash. It's also like the... You know, when you're pumping out 47 of these things, like half the episode have this plot where it's like, you're something new. How do we use it to try to get the turtles and then the turtles to feed us? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. those three points. Like, this is like a prototype episode of, of uh, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The episode is either we need a crystal, <laughs> yeah. here's like a new technology, let's use it's, it to fe- defeat the turtles. Yeah, we need a crystal, or here's a control device. And yeah. just right from there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Boom. Next one. I thought but, it was really. I thought it was really funny to imply that the city of New York would pay for all of these autonomous autonomous uh, garbage trucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think that part of the reason, though, why it talks about why I also think it's like the anti littering thing is because they get caught sim- like specifically because Michelangelo takes a gum wrapper, throws it out the window, and like that's why they get caught and get attacked by the the machines. I, and the machines find them. By, by the was, machines, they're trying to find turtles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny. Um in in Four Musket Turtles, um Splint or when Leonardo like thinks he's D'Artagnan and like is giving orders, he gives he tells uh, Splinter to clean up the lair. Mm-hmm. And then in this episode the lair <laughs> like Splinter just didn't do it. The lair's still a pigsty. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I like I love that. You think he actually like threw trash on the ground while Leonardo was just like out reconnoitering? Splinter was mad and he's just kicking over trash cans. (laughs) Flip the couch. Yeah. Going to the surface, gathering more trash cans, bringing it to the lair and dumping it all over. Also, you clean D'Artagnan. Damn kids. Clean this whole house. Yeah. Yeah. We got got a name drop for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because Shredder's complaining that you know he's getting all these other turtles, but not the ones he's after. I mean, considering the fact that they, you know, have it written on the, or do they just have turtles written on their blimp? They just have turtles written on okay. the blimp and on the van. It's on the front. It's on the front. 
It's still weird to me when they name drop it, though, because, like, we hear it. It is weird. I never like it. And we hear it so much in the theme song. Like, nobody doesn't know who these people are, you know? Speaking of people not knowing who these turtles are, like, we get, again, so many instances of them just meeting people Mm -hmm. uh, between this episode and the last one. (laughs) And it's like, come on. Everybody knows who these guys are now. Like, there was that there was that line from Vernon in Musket Turtles where he's like, he tells them they have like silly costumes, and it's like Vernon, you you know who these guys are. Yeah. Like they've <laughs> they've kidnapped you. You filmed and, them for live television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I just thought it was, that was funny. Everyone just has the memory of a goldfish. There, you know. I think that's all it is. Seems like it. Speaking of memories. Ah, uh, Cowabunga Shredhead. So is it just me or is the animation totally different? Like the so art style I, 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 I wanted to mention totally that it changes different. it changes uh it changes right after Shredder uh gets hit in the head with the beam. Okay. So like it's I I that's the that's the information I was trying to find and I don't have a definite answer. But from what I can tell, it is two different animation studios that worked on the first half of the episode, all the way up until when Shredder gets hit in the head with the laser beam um, that turns him into Michelangelo. Uh, so that's a different team. Then huh. when it cuts back to the sewer, uh, when Michelangelo is finishing getting hypnotized and before Shredder walks in, that's the new animation studio. And they do the rest of the episode. Interesting. I don't know if that's 100%. All I know is that is what I have always assumed since I was five years old. <laughs> um, and I really liked the uh, the animation in this episode. It's very bouncy. It's very cartoony. Yeah, it is. It's very, very cartoony. Like, this is flat out one of the best episodes, like one of the best looking episodes uh, in season three. <laughs> Uh, man, you say that, but there's a clip at the end where they're like watching Michelangelo eat pizza, and like clearly they didn't oh. animate anything except oh, oh lips. yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say it was perfect <laughs> because there is a lot of animation errors still, yeah. um, which that one being one of my favorites, where <laughs> Michelangelo when he stops getting hypnotized, um, the turtles are all just kind of looking at him, and it's clearly not animated. It is clearly like just a still frame. Mm-hmm. And then like Raph says something and they just, they don't even animate the flap of his mouth. It just opens and closes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it cracks me up. But if you look up like Michelangelo pizza gif and something, it's the one where he's scarfing it down. Uh, it's from this episode. Mm-hmm. And when you Google shredder, like a gif of shredder and it's the one where he's like, walking in all saunt- you know sauntering in with pizzas it's from this episode so like clearly people kn- like know this anim- the animation in this episode yeah mm. I'm surprised shredder was able to get in so easily because you remember that episode where like april walked in and they about killed her immediately well, like okay so <laughs> i don't want i i'm gonna save that for anchovies okay Taking, I mean, I mentioned it earlier, like I had this episode on DVD or on VHS and um, I just, I love this episode. Just everything is firing on all cylinders for this one. It's a lot of fun. Um, And 
I it just took me back. I just this this is for the first episode, pretty much all of season three, where I was just like, I'm having a good time. <laughs> I did notice there's a line in this that Bebop says that he's always wanted a pet turtle. We'll find out like way later. Yeah, <laughs> he has a pet turtle that becomes Slash, which was kind of cool. I don't know if that was intentional or just a happy coincidence, but uh, yeah, because this still predates like Archie Slash, so yeah. I just found it funny that, you know, all the information they know about Michelangelo is contained on a floppy disk. So it can't be that much information, right? Like, it's supposed well, to be enough to, when they to make say, a clone. They say including his love for pizza. Like, that's that's, that's the like thing. 90% of the data. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's 90% of the data right there. Yeah. I, I did think it was kind of interesting that, like, this is probably one of the most grandiose plans we've sh- seen Shredder and Krang want to do so far. Yeah. Um, like outside, like you know, outside of New York, like they were gonna, you know, capture the president. Yeah, that's true. Huh. Like, you know, usually, usually it's pretty street level. Like, oh, we just need to capture this thing from the museum. Well, we just need to take over the city's water supply. Like, like they were going after the country this time. Or that's, it's like it's too big and not specific. Like, Crane's just like, I'm gonna be invincible and then take over the world. Like, but he. Seem missing in the middle of there like what's step yeah. two you know but this like, one like they clearly had like we are gonna you know body snatchers the president and take over the united states yeah pretty cool i did i did think it was interesting that like the hologram was like hard light like because mm-hmm. bebop and rock city like try to tackle the hologram michelangelo at the beginning of the episode and they like they don't run into each other they run into the hologram yeah that's weird but as we know, hard light technology is from the X-Men. So yeah. I don't think that was an intentional reference, but. I mean, it's kind of also a thing in Green Lantern a little bit, but. I you mean, know. yeah, like hard, yeah. hard light, you know, is a sci-fi trope. Like it's not yeah. unique, um, but it just, it's one of the early instances that I recognize. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that, you know, that was cool. Yeah. And Spencer, you're probably too young to remember this, but those discs they were using are called <laughs> floppy discs. Those aren't just your save button in Microsoft not even, Word. Okay, yeah. okay, not even just floppy discs, though. Like, these were, like, these were huge. They oh, were, yeah. like, zip discs. Right. I mean, which like, is even more niche. The, the computer I had growing up had a floppy disk holder. I've, I've seen floppy disks. I know what they are. <laughs> yeah. Now, but for real, Just back barely. in the 80s, if you put those in backwards, they would shoot lasers around. And if you got hit with one, like... I can, conf- I can confirm. Yeah. I, so thought I, I, was, I thought I was my cousin for a little bit. Yeah, I was literally hooked on phonics. Like, <laughs> hooked on phonics for like I three months. I was Mavis Bacon for a while. Right. <laughs> I was nothing but an essay on saving the rainforest. <laughs> It's on a loop. <laughs> I put my I put the disc in backwards, and I was Carmen Sandiego. Right. <laughs> like, where in the world am I? <laughs> yeah, where in the world am I? Oh man! But I mean, that was a real fear back then. Was putting the disc in backwards too. Um, and I don't know why. I always just liked how that was animated. Just them putting the disc in. Like I don't know why. I thought that was cool. It's just one of those images that sticks with you forever. 
like it's something about the sound effect like all like the sound effects in this episode were cool like the lasers coming out of the synthesizer was neat um like bebop and rocksteady running into the hard light michelangelo like it's cool like sound effect like t-h-o-k thock we still um, imitated again though that was a disgusting sound i know your uh, if you could cut that out Spencer, that, was, that was that didn't come out as well as i had planned yeah it was it was a little less asmr and more just little you know goosebumps um <laughs> with the willies but it know? was but it but it was like it was neat um and and this episode was just firing on all cylinders like it was never like there wasn't any slowdown right we I think we're talking about what we love, but I think first we got to eat. I know I'm trying pizza, real hard, right? Trying real hard not to, not to get into my love being a turtle. So let's go through these anchovies. All right. <clears throat> no anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing, and you're in big trouble. Okay. I can't let you know. So I've already I've already kind of complained about them sending Impervium to Earth and in the turtles and the uh, three musca turtles. So I I won't beat that dead horse, but. Uh, also, just kind of like realized during this episode. Granted, it's been a gag before, but like, was eating weird pizza like actually funny in the eighties? Like, was was that gag like ever actually funny? I, I don't know. I remember asking for like a weird pizza, and then like they made it for me, and then I didn't eat it. Yeah, um, which my mom still is mad at me about apparently. Um, <laughs> nowadays i'll do it um just to prove her wrong just to prove her wrong i'll have a whipped cream caramel pickle pizza thank you say extra anchovies no anchovies i won't do anchovies you want to anchovies the only thing i won't do but whipped cream cocoa pebbles and uh caramel with uh uh pickled pepperoni heck yeah not pickled pepperoni but pickles as pepperoni Oh. Yeah, I've just I've just never understood the gag or why it's funny. It's, it's like specific. It's, it's specific just, to this show, and I don't know like. It's just it's the weird gross-out humor from the eighties. I guess like, yeah, that, that's really that's like, really uh, all it is. Gross. Yeah, anyway. it's really just the gross-out humor. Um, you know that kids were into back then. Like I was never mm. really into gross-out humor, so like the weird pizzas never like made me laugh. But yeah. at the same time, like it, it's such a staple of the turtles that they ate all these weird pizzas. Um, that I get, I get it. It's just not like you said. It's it's not funny. Yeah. Yeah, you you have to own like several garbage pail kids cards to yeah. understand. And I never kind of I never I was yeah. never into garbage pail kids or um like Toxic Avenger. I remember Toxie, but I I I remember the Toxie cartoon. Um and then like Muckman I don't care about, Mutagen Man I never cared about, Pizza Face has always disgusted me. Yeah, I mean my gross out humor as a kid was like usually like in Nickelodeon shows like Flapjack or or chowder you know they'd see, have like, like some, i love chowder and those were cartoon like, network not nickelodeon oh that was you. cartoon network sorry yeah right i, I love flapjack. No, i love i love chowder i love flapjack um i'm thinking of spongebob with the other gross out humor i just oh yeah i don't know like gross out humor has never been a thing for me but, but it's me gotta be like it's gotta be done a certain way like ren and stimpy is like original ren and stimpy was very gross out humor mm-hmm 
um especially with like those zoomed in you know oh yeah dots of like pimples and boogers yeah um and i i get it it just it, this has just never been funny to me same uh, there's another podcast I listen to called. Uh, Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Another I'm, one yeah, you listen right. to? Uh, it's called Turtle Power Pod. They watch every episode of this cartoon. Um, they've been on hiatus for a bit, but they used to try and eat like every pizza on the well, show. Yeah, um, angry sounds disgusting, or... and I, angry... I we should not do it. Is what I'm saying. That's that's <laughs> the point of why I brought this up. It's if like, you guys I, want I us not. to do it, let us know on our Facebook page or Twitter. Let us know what of the gross pizzas you want to see uh we would love to do it oh no uh, <laughs> please no <laughs> please no please go right, you i will do it um well okay so that i remember like angry video game nerd did a video of it years ago where he like he found a list of all the pizzas and uh they they made them and it was like him and a bunch of his friends tried it and the the problem was is they they bought like freezer pizzas and then just put the toppings on top of them. And part of making a pizza is baking it all together. Mm-hmm. And granted, the turtles do just kind of sprinkle on things occasionally. Like we see Michelangelo put cereal on his pizzas, um, which are probably frozen, you know, freezer pizzas. But at the same time, like you get better results baking these items into the cheese, not just layering them on top. It's not that peanut butter and clams don't go together. It's that it's, they need yeah, to it's not that those together. two don't go together. You just need to bake them together. Understood. Fair enough. That's kind of how pie works, I guess. I guess you're right. Yeah. The, whop- the whipped cream can come uh, it's later. It's a pizza but... pie. Mm-hmm. So the other thing I just wanted to point out is that uh, Shredder just must have like intense kidnapping impulses. Like they're so strong that he can't help but grab the he whole just can't Irma. Help. He just like, can't help it. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I could just take the diamond, but I really want to kidnap someone because this is my hobby. I love this. I'm you just gonna, he's like, <laughs> I'm just gonna play into her fantasy. <laughs> Some of us start a podcast, other people kidnap people. It's just right. the way it is, I guess. He always has to wash his hands twice and kidnap the closest female, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> I just found it odd, you know. It's he needs this. He needs this impervium. Instead of like taking the impervium off her neck or, or taking it, he grabs Irma herself and takes her. And then oh, it's way less yeah. convenient. And then <laughs> yeah, it was... it's way less convenient. And then Irma doesn't recognize Shredder, who has kidnapped her before. Yeah. Well, and it was like around her neck with possibly a gold chain. But again, this is a man who wears blades for armor. Like, and we've seen him like karate chop a tree branch off mm-hmm. a tree like he's clearly capable of just being like yoink or slice mm-hmm. and get it off her you know yeah uh, how'd she get it on the chain either the thing's impervious yeah like how yeah uh, how does she mount it to the chain yeah <laughs> that's like theater jewelry <laughs> <laughs> for me this episode we, we talked about this before that like people aren't talking to each other that are making this show mm-hmm. you know like the 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 parade uh not float Whatever, whatever the display is called, is called uh, Progress Through Petroleum. But it's clearly not an oil rig. It's just a giant platform. And then Michelangelo mentions that there's a vine from the top of it. But, like, it's just a rope. And then Krang spends, like, the entire episode in his Krang 
android body and then when he goes up to the surface for whatever reason he's in his bubble body yeah he, he opts out yeah i thought that was weird and then they bring they they bring the parts of the crane body out they make the crane body and then the crane body runs back into the module and sits yeah it's down. like so standing like, it's like standing next to him while he gives his speech yeah yeah and like i get like the the crux of the joke of this episode is that the impervium device was set for crane size not shredder size but like no one went back and was like, hey, let's just put in one line about why he can't use his suit right now and has to use the bubble walker. Like nobody's nobody's fact checking or talking across the hallway was, or yeah, editing or anything. Weird, yeah. It was a weird contrivance to get to that joke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for a show that's like really based around the jokes, they they kind of <laughs> they didn't set that one up entirely well. <laughs> And also, it was maybe it worked was, better because I totally didn't see it coming. <laughs> it, was, it was really, it was yeah. really weird that this random jewelry store was had this rare jewel. What was it? The something of Brazil, the star of Brazil, and no yeah. security whatsoever. And then, like, no security, and then they're doing it during Mardi Gras. Yes, I mean, uh, which yeah, like well, Mardi Gras is not even a Brazilian thing. It is it really a New York thing? It's it's not even a New York thing. Yeah, I don't think people really like celebrate. I mean, there's probably some people, but isn't like celebrated mostly like in the South, like Louisiana. It it's primarily a New Orleans thing. Yeah, New yeah. Orleans thing. Yeah, New Orleans. Oh, that's Florida. <laughs> Excuse me while I just no, I don't know. My geography just went. Wait, out did the you window. really? <laughs> did no. you really say it? that was from? I thought you were kidding. <laughs> No, I'm just oh, that New stupid. Or- no, this is Louisiana. It is Louisiana. Okay, is. I knew it was yeah. Louisiana. You had it right, and then you psyched yourself. I had it right, out. and then I yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then and then it was quiet, and then it was quiet. No one affirmed what took, I said. It took me a minute. I was like, "Did you really just say that? <laughs> yeah. Are you? Is this a bit?" <laughs> like, no, no one affirmed yeah. what I said, and so then no, my brain was, was just was like, yeah. New Orleans, Orleans, Orlando, good. Florida." <laughs> yeah you have to hold up the sign when you're doing a bit that way everybody knows you know? yeah <laughs> yeah you, you have to have the applause laughter you know applause laughter or something. <laughs> yeah yeah no i don't need any sort of excuse to like go out and uh get drunk in public so i don't celebrate money Gras. <laughs> yeah so anything else on this one or should we move on to turtles I turtles think we, everywhere? i think we've done enough to four musketeers yeah. turtles turtles everywhere easily the weakest of the three. Oh yeah Here's what I don't understand. So the show starts off and Shredder calls Bebop and Rocksteady or vice versa, it doesn't matter. And uh, the plan is for Bebop and Rocksteady to tail the news crew to see what they're up to, right? Mm-hmm. right. Now, t- tell me this. Why couldn't Shredder just watch the news? Dude, come on. Uh, yeah. You really <laughs> you know? watch the We've news? seen him do it. I know! <laughs> like, uh, he, it, know, he knows what channel April is on. <laughs> Channel 6, it's on the side of the building that he is like run into to kidnap her from. The whole, it boggled my mind that they were yeah, like, we got to tell the news crew. This is there's the just, 80s. There's so many weird contrivances. There, there was yeah. no on demand in the 80s, all right? His favorite TV show was probably on at the same time. And he was like, all right, I got to schedule this out. Bebop and Rock City, keep track <laughs> yeah. of the news crew because yeah. I got to be watching my show. Right. I don't know how to set the VCR <laughs> because no one knows how to operate a VCR. Yeah. <laughs> The Technodrome definitely doesn't have that technology. Right. Yeah, it can shoot lasers from space into other dimensions and they can't set a VCR. But record television? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. 
And also, what was up with there's a part where like April winks at Splinter through the television. And then he's like, I need to stop having those 4 a.m. sushi snacks. Oh yeah. man. It was a that was it weird. Was, that yeah, it was it was weird. Like I almost expected her to like say something like you're welcome, and then she just winked. And that made it even weirder. Yeah. <laughs> dump 1000. <laughs> Did uh, people use the phrase like, I got to go take a dump like in the 80s? Because immediately yeah, my no, brain I mean, just a, went that's to that's a thing. joke. No, that's a thing. <laughs> Take, taking a that's, dump, that was a thing. That was probably like the first colloquialism that like primordial man ever came up with was taking a dump, you know? I'm pretty uh, yeah, sure it's a, a it's it's a universal time agnostic phrase back back in the 20s there were mobsters that were just like ah, i gotta go take a dump right yeah <laughs> uh i mean it may not it's... be that old of a phrase but and it, it stood for something too it, it it did and i'm trying to remember it was like um hang on because i i even was like i rewound it and was like oh that stands for something yeah because 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 they when it say says, it oh, right beforehand me, April says it. Yeah, I don't see it on Turtlepedia. I'm, I'm putting. I know Turtlepedia doesn't even have it. Well, dump one thousand. It's it's just a funny. I don't know. It's just a name that is, I kind of love but hate at the same time because <laughs> it's so dumb. It like made me laugh because my brain immediately went to just you know potty humor, but then uh, but then at the same time I was just like oof dump one thousand like that's that's what they came up with. <laughs> It's disposal unit main processor. There we go. I, I just got to it. Disposal unit main processor. Yeah. And it's like, that is a too formal of a name. You may call me Dump 1000. And it's like, <laughs> you made it even more formal by giving yourself a number. Yeah. <laughs> like, all you did was abbreviate it and, and assign yourself a number. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't, I dump one that it's, it's stupid, but it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's stupid in the sense that it works for this cartoon. I just, I think it's funny that like the city of New York invested in this autonomous garbage truck technology. And then like it, I mean, we never see him again. And then like, while this is all going on, April just happens to be uh, later on, like filming the, what was it? The last, what turtle was it? It was like the last sea turtle or something. Like, yeah, Galapagos like a, sea turtle. It was like a Galapagos yeah, sea turtle. Yeah. And like, those aren't sea turtles. Those are tortoises. Yeah. Oh. And that thing can bite through like steel. Yeah. yeah. It, it bites <laughs> the through the bite, chain. Bites through several chains. Yeah. Eh, ridiculous. Also, it's Goodness. it is like, the okay. last one about to lay eggs. I know. I was I was gonna say that too. It's the last turtle. It's the last Galapagos sea turtle that is pregnant with eggs. But like it, how it, does fertilization? That... Like she's got to lay. Them, how does that work? It's got to go on at the same time. Like Galapagos like, sea are we, turtles. Are we going by Jurassic Park rules? Like they can no, change no. their they can change their gender. No, 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 I got it. I got it. It's Galapagos sea turtles are like praying mantises. Like after mating, they eat the head of, of the mouth. Ah, that, right? That's why it's the last one. You gotta do your 1987 the, turtle zoology courses, guys. I keep telling it. you this. I can't, believe, fertiliz- I can't believe that was the one class I skipped. <laughs> but fertilization with turtles happens when the eggs are being, while the eggs are being laid. Like, 
I'm pretty sure. Nope, you think about it too much. They're mutant no. turtles. I don't think I don't know that that's true. Spencer. No, I think I think they leave like a deposit of like this. They leave it anyway, a of, anyway. I can't remember if it's in this episode or um, Four Musket Turtles, but there's a shot of the turtle van, and they didn't have enough room on the front to write turtles, so it just says turt. <laughs> and that just cracked me up for some reason. I can't remember if it was this one or the last episode. All right. And then uh, Shredder accidentally kidnaps April again. Like, he's so good at kidnapping April that he just does it, like, on accident twice now. Like, w- one time when he's kidnapping a princess. And she's, this just, time... she's just letting him do it at this point. <laughs> yeah, like, she's just, put a sign she's on her using, back? She's just using it to get closer to the story now. Like, uh, yeah. Someone she just put... wants. She just wants to get away from Vernon, and is just like, "This is the only way I can do it." This is the only other man in my life, and I yep. guess he's better than Vernon. <laughs> That's not a. How dare not, you? Yeah, Vernon not a tall hill to climb, man. Oh man! Also, they couldn't specify which turtles. Like they call them the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I feel like you, you, you could specifically like, ask hey, like, for that. Hey, like. Yeah, Shredder is so hyper focused on getting the turtles that like he forgets specifics a lot, and so like telling him telling this very efficient machine to just capture all the turtles, like it's gonna capture all the turtles. Like you could have just specified, hey, grab the five foot tall ones. I mean, he even well he even later calls them like mutant turtles. Like Crank says, teenage mutant turtles, but he calls them like none of them of the ninja variety. Like, all right then, dude, say ninja turtles. Like catch ninja turtles and catch the turtles driving in a van named after themselves (laughs) 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 which ultimately is how it finds it like yeah how it finds them like yeah michelangelo threw that gum wrapper out and that and it saw the trash but then immediately saw the turt van guys can we talk about how the control room for this dump is in like a separate uh sewer pipe from right next to where all the garbage is sorted it it drops down like four stories and you just like land in the middle of the control center like what was that about (laughs) can we can we talk about how april was granted an interview with this artificial technology like artificial intelligence and no one was else was around like we didn't we didn't ever see the people who made this technology like she's just she's just interviewing the you know she's just interviewing the computer well people out there they want to interview elon musk not elon musk's mother like (laughs) (laughs) but elon musk you think they would have stuck around to make sure everything went okay though you know we we want to interview mark zuckerberg not the lizard people that you know brought him here it's just the way it is well, we have so many interviews with those lizard people, though. It's we know all about them. Yeah. Oh goodness. <laughs> I feel like there was too much fourth wall breaking in this episode as well. Like it got to the point where it was like, okay. <laughs> there was nothing else happening in this episode, though. Like that's all they had to do. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's all they had to do. But yeah. speaking of which, and I should have brought this up in the second time around, I had an epiphany. The like Ninja Turtles for you guys is more or less like the closest equivalent I finally come up with in my brain for like what was big when I was a kid is Phineas and Ferb. 
like there's a lot of like jokes about the tropes and kind of like fourth wall breaking type things there's like a new adventure every week that they go on i mean granted that's like every cartoon in the 80s but like in a way like you know you've got these young this group of young people that i mean young beings i guess going out and doing things i don't know maybe i'm wrong here on this one but i feel like you can kind of draw some lines there let's start a separate phineas and fur podcast and compare notes i mean sure i love phineas and fur I don't know that I've ever seen more than like two episodes. So I couldn't say Well, if, I mean, if you watch it, it could quite possibly be the best summer ever for you. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But I just feel like <laughs> a lot of the fourth wall breaking jokes things are, are along the same lines as these. I mean, I, I get it. Like, Turtles is very much a kid's cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't hide that fact. Yeah. You know, the just the only thing that really bogs down Turtles and just kind of makes it all annoying is that there's so many episodes of kind of the same repetitious joke. Yeah. Especially and, right now. I mean, especially right now with 47 episodes in season three. And like I said, we just got th- these three episodes are all essentially mind wipe plots. Yeah. And it just, it gets exhausting. Mm-hmm. And if Turtles... Like I get people look back fondly on on this show, but it's you're only really remembering the parts you like. You're not remembering it as a whole. Mm-hmm. And looking at it objectively, like you know, as in the position we are, yeah, like uh, you see a lot of holes. <laughs> you see a lot of holes, and. I mean, thankfully, I'm the kind of fan that can be like, I like this. I don't like this. You know, I, I criticize the things I like. I don't like it blindly. What I do like blindly is Cowboy Shredded. I have no anchovies for this episode <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, just kidding. I have, I have, okay. They're more just kind of silly things. Um, Cowboy Shredhead. I thought it was funny that they have this complete mental profile of Michelangelo but how'd they get that how one how did they get that and two how do they ever not know where the sewer is at that point because once shredder becomes michelangelo he goes straight to the sewer yeah no exactly it says the disc contains everything they know about michelangelo and yeah shredder goes straight to the lair and and not just michelangelo the president of the united states too so there is two people on this on this disc and I love, I love, it's so stupid that it's like they hack into the second layer of the disc and then it's like plan two, the master plan. Yeah, killing the turtles was just a test run. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it, it literally was <laughs> just a, like they my, cloning Michelangelo with the hologram was clearly not the main part of the plan, but it was such an important part of the plan, apparently. Yeah. I think intro through for this episode was that Bebop and Rocksteady, like, they are dumb. I get that. But they seem like extra super duper dumb in this episode. Like, they, they mistake the hologram for being real. They mistake When it's clearly, like, bright blue. Yeah. And then later, like, they, what, they make a billion Michelangelo holograms and they think they're being invaded by turtles and they yep. think shredder is a turtle after that like well yeah. him i mean that one i get because like he's actively helping the turtles at that point 
So that one I'm not going to fault him for. Mm. Um, but yeah, it it's silly. Yeah. Yeah. My other last thing is just the Kung Pao joke. Like, this is Kung Pao, and I'm like, all right. Uh, yeah, I hated that. <laughs> it's, also, it's weird. It's weird, and I've mentioned it before. Like, where they where they do weird, like faux Japanese things. Mm-hmm. Like when Splinter was fighting the turtle, he's like, "Ah, oh, Sakajuya." It's like, yeah. ah, that's a little racist. Well, it's also pretty <laughs> messed up that like. Michelangelo eats these pizzas like, all right, time to get brainwashed, man. Yeah. You've done everything else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They just go straight. They just go straight to, I mean, I mean yeah. it does say, I've warned you. Yeah. He does say that. They had an intervention. But, but he's like, you know? but it implies that, like, hey, I've warned you. If you keep eating these pizzas, I'm going to hypnotize you against right. your will. Yeah. We're going to change your whole personality. I'm going to change who you are at your core. You won't even remember it. You won't even know why it happened. <laughs> a little yeah, messed up. It's 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 a little weird. I hate that they call it Kung Pao. Because like that's not even Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. It was just it was just also like, you know, even outside of the joke, it was just like that's kind of just a dumb thing to name it. Like, I don't know. I guess at this point they weren't trying to do anything like actually cool. So I mean, well, which is whatever. which is which sucks because like like I said, overall this episode is really good. Mm-hmm. It's it's engaging, it's funny, it it doesn't slow down, and it's just these little like the Kung Pao thing is probably the worst. Um, just because just because of the gross connotations it comes with, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like, yeah, I, I don't know, I got nothing else for that one. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got. Like that one's actually a pretty was actually probably one of the better episodes that's been in this series. Well, talking it's... about what I love about it, I'm gonna go straight into that. Oh, I love being a turtle. And say, this is the best episode of season three so far. I I'm I don't to... know that I want to argue with you. <laughs> I, you either can't argue with me because you don't remember the other episodes or. <laughs> But no, this is Cowbunga Shredhead is just hands down. It is the best episode of season three so far. Yeah, I mean, I've, I guess I've straight up forgotten like all the other episodes. If you were to like read me their name, I'd be like, okay, I remember that episode. But like, I cannot remember any of them off the top yeah. of my head. The only one sticking out to me is uh, Turtles of the Earth's Core. But like, I always, I always like a dinosaur episode and a Center of the Earth episode. So, that's fair. You know. Uh, I, do just, love... I think it's ridiculous that they go underground in a blimp too. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, like, for fun ridiculousness, yeah, that that one's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love James Avery doing his Michelangelo impression. Oh my goodness! It's not even a Michelangelo impression. It's just generic surfer dude. Oh, yeah. it's so good too. But like... it's just it's just so funny. And every every time he moves, he's just walking like Jar Jar Binks, like <laughs> just arms going every which way. Uh, I love it's so stupid, but I love when they go into like channel six to go like help, you know, use April's computer. They're all wearing the baby masks, but Shredder's wearing it on top of his mask in his helmet. (laughs) And they just let him do it. (laughs) They They just gave him Michelangelo's disguise since he wasn't wearing it. Oh, it's ludicrous. Uh, It's so God. It was it was so funny and stupid. Uh, we saw the cheapskate for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I did like at the very end when Michelangelo tricks Shredder back into being Michelangelo, which like, by the way, if you're going to make someone like change their personality, don't make their own name, their keyword, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> could have said anything except Shredder. I mean, but, like I slipped how many times in my yeah. recap saying, trying, you know, trying not to say Shredder. Yeah. Michelangelo, Michelangelo shouts to Shredder and says Michelangelo. So he turns back on Michelangelo. Oh, you know, he says, Hey, Shred dude. Well, yeah, but then then he's he calls him Michelangelo, so yeah. then Shredder becomes Michelangelo, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. So they tell Michelangelo, they tell, Michelangelo. They tell I think Shredder. It's... They tell they tell Shredder as Michelangelo to destroy the machine, and Shredder with Michelangelo's personality grabs a gun from Bebop and just starts blasting it. I'm like, is this what Michelangelo would do? Like, yeah, deep down in his darkest fantasies, it's just like blasted away with a, with a rifle and people say and people say this isn't like any like mirage yeah <laughs> that's straight out of, that's straight out of mirage right um i i god i just forgot what i was gonna say we were uh, talking about the three echo thing michelangelo oh yeah three. so i think it's i think it's i think it's really funny that the that every time they have to like help him change personalities like it feels like they're repeating it because we've seen their mouths move a couple times. Yeah. Like when they say Michelangelo, Michelangelo, Michelangelo. And then like when he turns him, but we don't see him do it when it's shredder, but we hear the echo. So it's like, are they saying shredder, shredder, shredder? Yeah, I thought it was just an echo at first, but then you see like Splinter just keep saying Michelangelo. Keep saying Michelangelo. Leo does oh, too. <laughs> so it it's funny. I don't know why that the pizza that they get baked that raf and um leo get baked into i don't know why that looked so delicious when i was younger and then when either, they have man. To get, and then when they have to get rebaked into the pizza i don't know why like and then like april and or not april uh, donatello and uh you know who uh are they like it looks like they're putting like hay on it on the pizza yeah, is it like extra dough or something? It it's but it's it, the way it's drawn, it's very like stringy and spiky. It's not like cheese, and it's a different color than the cheese. So it, it always like looked like hay to me, <laughs> or like straw. I don't know why. It, it is the works, so it's literally everything. It is the works pizza. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which I, again, I don't know why those also pizzas that at Vinny's that were on the wall. I don't know why they all look delicious. They're they're all they're just they're literally just red circles. Have you eaten anything recently, Mike? I'm really hungry. Sounds I record good. I record this podcast as soon as I get home from work. I don't even make dinner anymore. Oh Man. boy. <laughs> yeah, I think if I were to say that my favorite thing about this episode was definitely as well, just James Avery being Michelangelo, uh doing the voice. Just you it's know, just fun. the golden line of "I hunger for the cowabunga." Oh. <laughs> okay, that was that was gonna be that was gonna be my ending line. I'm oh, sorry, but I, I love that line. It. it was funny. You can still do it. I know. I just I I heard that, and it took me back, and I was like, "Oh man." Yeah, my my wife was sitting next to me on the couch during that one, and she actually laughed during that. And it was it was like, all right, that was that was actually pretty funny. That was my a wife, good line. 
my wife does the opposite because for turtles, turtles everywhere. There's a part where they call the turtleologists, the scientists that are like there watching the sea turtle. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. My wife's like, how? So I think she said it before, like it's the opposite of the magic school bus. She's like, this show is just made to make kids stupider, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know what? I think we are turtleologists. True, true. Of the Teenage Mutant Ninja variety. Specifically studying Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's that's what I wrote my master's paper on. Oh, very nice. Yeah. All right, so we've, we've done Cowabunga Shredhead, yes? Do we need to go back and do the other two? Yeah, we need to do the other two. All right, four Musketurtles. Man, there's a line Krang says while Shredder's up on the surface. He's like, it's taking a long time for Shredder to find that gym. He better not be double-crossing me. And that that <laughs> cracked me up. Immediately he double-crosses it. <laughs> I know. And then, yeah, that force field being too small, like I... I almost spit took like it. I did not see it coming whatsoever. I don't know how I forgot that, but man, it it really cracked me up because he Shredder's staying there. He hits the button and he's like crushed down to the size of Krang. Fantastic. Yeah, I like the dynamic when Shredder tries to double cross Krang. I really like it. I like that concept. And then they just made it not really be that uh that threatening as a double cross to Krang because then Krang shows up. But I like the concept of. Shredder double crossing Krang and being ready to like betray him and take control. I like that idea. Yeah. And that was a cool idea. It's very Megatron and Starscream, except just like ridiculous instead yes. of there, <laughs> I mean, instead there was of sinister. Some, there was something really cool about it and it really started to feel like an evolution of their relationship. Uh-huh. And then it and then we and, just go right back to the status quo. Yeah, yeah. And that that was but I was trying to keep it positive. But yes, that, that is exactly the yeah. description that I was going to give is that it goes immediately back to Crank showing up and him being like, oh, I wasn't doing anything uh, instantly upon him being there. Anyway, yeah, it, it is really weird how like you made a good point. It really is weird how much their relationship is literally Megatron and Starscream. Like, oh, yeah, Shredder is very much Starscream, mm-hmm. even though like he is the primary antagonist like no he's very much starscream yeah All right turtles turtles everywhere i only have one note that's positive and that's uh i feel like for the past couple 87 episodes that we've done i wind up with these summaries that are like massive page and a half long like you have to understand this and this and this this one there's like uh you know shorter takes over machine he gets defeated like it was very concise and i it, really appreciate it yeah that. it's a very straightforward episode very very much yep yeah, that's about it. I dump wasn't the worst. Mm-hmm. I just didn't like it. Apparently, people don't know who voiced Dump either. Thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. Huh. I liked seeing all of Dump One Thousand's hands come together into a giant hand. Oh, that was cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, there's something that spoke to my inner child there, where I was like, I'm into that. <laughs> But I thought the, the turtle, the turtle control overrider, I thought that was kind of cute. The little, yeah. little, little robot turtle machine. <laughs> Do you think? I did like, I did like the pun though. Like, um, at the beginning, um, when, uh, when Splinter's like, "Oh, like, I think you guys are gonna be in trouble if you go out there," and Donatello's like, "No, nah, we're heroes in a half shell." Remember the theme song? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I also like. 
at the end when Don tells like who writes this guy's uh dialogue when he's yeah. monologuing and then and then April tells so, imme- something crazy. Yeah, yeah, immediately like, right after and he complains about Shredder's dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Who writes your dialogue? Yeah. Cool. These were three fun episodes. They mm-hmm. they they were. Like this was a good trilogy of episodes that really like I said, they're they're all three of them are essentially brainwashing episodes, but they're all different brainwashing episodes. Like we had an amnesia one, we had a takeover, and then we had an accidental like mind swap. Yeah, I mean, we had two of them where someone believes that there's someone else. <laughs> yeah, we've had this and the old switcheroo, right? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Leo believes you, he's Dark. So much better than the old switcheroo. Oh, yeah. Was. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that two, two main characters think they're a different character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Should we get into news? This is April O'Neil of Channel 6. Like there was news and uh, write it down. Hey, let, let, me, only... let me kick this off here. Let me kick oh, this off. There we go. Oh, okay. I, I never have news. Check you're it ne- out. You're not the news boy. I'm not the news boy. I'm totally disconnected. Snail mail is all I use. Um, but last week we forgot to mention that uh NECA is making a two-pack of Oroku Saki and Hamato Yoshi ah, yes, from NECA. My corrections note, I did forget to mention that. Yes. So that was uh teased previously, but uh officially shown off last week. Uh, NECA is doing a two-pack of Orokusaki and Hamato Yoshi with a little tiny splinter inside um, and specifically based off of the flashback scene. Uh, it's, I think it's called Shadow Warriors. Uh, fortunately, it is going to be another Walmart exclusive, so start checking those Walmart stores to see if you can get it. I but, really hope, I, and I mentioned this when we reviewed the movie, but like when Saki... Uh, punches and he turns around and faces his back towards the camera and punches like his hip action is amazing and i hope that oh, yeah. translates to the toy in some way well knowing neca it absolutely will not <laughs> so um but i just it, it's a neat looking set um for you know if you guys are completionists on that line uh yeah i i can see why you would want it me personally i don't need it i'll pick it up if i find it because you know even if they're not uh you know something that i'm gonna put out on display as hamato yoshi and orokusaki um i can put them out as you know generic karate ninja guys you know um it's my display i can do whatever i want so there is a lot of reuse between the two though um and in fact, a lot of people were saying like the faces looked very similar, um, that they almost look like the same guy. I didn't oh, see it's it. not I just f- me. I was feeling like real racist there for a bit. Like <laughs> they look exactly can, the same to me. <laughs> it's, it, it is very slight, but I, I can see the similarities, uh, but I can also see the differences. So. I've also like only seen it like an Instagram posted stamp oh, style. Yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta, so, you gotta blow yeah. it up. You gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah. do the whole detective thing like I do. <laughs> um uh but it but it is a neat set like i said a lot of reuse between the two though so you're basically getting the same figure twice but with different heads so yeah and so like at this point basically all we're missing is like april's boss tatsu and sam rockwell right and then we got like the entire movie uh and chief stearns oh and chief stearns there we go uh i also want that kid with and, the mohawk yeah. playing the bass and the Oh yeah, hideout, so, of course. So we but... have we have Charles Pennington, uh, Chief Stearns, 
uh, like you said, Tatsu and Sam Rockwell. Those are the four last main vo- like characters that speak that we don't have any figures of. Um, the only one that is definitely not ever going to happen so far is Tatsu. Neko said they've tried. They just cannot get him to... It sounds like they can't even get him to answer the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they said they've tried. Uh, they even said again today, it's just not happening. So, unfortunately, I don't think we're ever going to see a tattoo. Also uh, but, from NECA. I was going to say, keep it on. Steal your, steal your thunder here, Mike. You know what? You go ahead. You be, right. you be the toy news boy. I, I like this version of Keith. They, uh, they announced a, a Chrome Dome figure uh, from the cartoon series. It's actually like a 10-inch figure instead of the standard, I think, seven and a half the turtles are. Yep, so it kind of so- towers above them, and uh, it's fully detailed. They show him pictures of the back where like his like weird wing things are. Uh, he's got a sculpted buttocks, just like he did in the cartoon. Yep. Uh, it looks really Thank nice. Goodness. So. Thank goodness. So yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness we got that. That sculpted butt. Uh, no, so this was announced a while ago. Uh, officially revealed again uh, for Turtle Tuesday this week. Uh, kind of stole our thunder on that hashtag, I guess. <laughs> but uh, we did see the Chrome Dome, like Keith said, 10 inches tall. Uh, it is, I believe, the tallest of the NECA tune line so far. Uh, so it's going to be an ultimate style release in its own big VHS box. A uh, lot of cool accessories in there. I don't have any attachment to Chrome Dome, though. I never, I never had the original figure. Uh, I didn't play. Wasn't he in Tournament Fighters? The Super Nintendo, yeah, um, yeah, uh, didn't play it, um, and uh, yeah, I, I had no attachment to Chrome Dome, so I another easy one for me to skip, unfortunately. Uh, they are teasing though, however, that there is going to be a big turtle set for what would have been San Diego Comic Con this year. Um, so we're recording this on July 1st. San Diego Comic Con is currently scheduled for a virtual event at the end of this month. Uh, so definitely keep an eye on those socials because they're going to be announcing the next exclusive. Uh, it'll probably be run like last year where it'll be in certain stores like Target and also on their website. Um, so you can try and get both of them uh, because there's no physical con for them to exhibit at. But they're, they're teasing that it is a four-piece set. Um, Randy, on uh, who runs NECA, answered me on Twitter when I asked him like, Hey, you didn't say it was new figures. And he kind of teasingly was like, no, nah, I didn't. But I also didn't say, you know, if it's going to be cartoon or arcade or whatever. So it could be any of the licenses that they have right now for turtles. Anything else for toys? Uh, let's see the loyal subjects, uh, figures that I talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, those are, uh, now seeming to be hitting stores. We've seen people, uh, have in hand box shots and opening the figures and, you know, they, they're, they're fine for $15 figures. If you don't want them, if you want something that's not clearly a toy, then pass on by, let someone else who wants them, want them. They're not for me, but I think they're, I think they're all right. I'm, you know, I might actually pick them up just to have turtles in that scale, in that five and a half inch uh, size. The only thing I've seen comic book wise is that the last row to number three is getting a second printing. Hey, all right. Yeah. That's good. That's going to be sometime in July. Yeah, I mean, it's still doing really well. I saw some rumblings online earlier this morning about. Uh, last run in hardcover edition. Apparently, Amazon has it listed for March of next year. 
Uh, I told that guy earlier, hey, don't put any stock in Amazon. You know, delays can still happen. They're not mm-hmm. going to publish the hardcover before they finish the series. So, right. Speaking uh, of delays, I think I saw that issue four has been pushed back to September 1st or something like that. So mm. oh, it's supposed to be in, at in August, but it's, it's been pushed back. And I saw uh, Ben Bishop commented on it. He was like, oh, good. I have more time to work. <laughs> well, I guess if that uh, makes him happy, then I'm happy yeah. for him too. I got I got enough to read. Speaking of, what are we uh, reading next week, Spencer? Next week. So this one's going to get a little weird. <laughs> when isn't it weird? Here on the uh, Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I mean, you're not wrong. I'm just saying that uh, part of this is going to include a mini short comic from Turtle Soup, Volume 2. Um, Turtle Soup. Because it's included in, in the classics thing as well as it kind of works as a prequel and it's super short mini comic that works as a prequel to issue 37 so we're going to be reading issues 30 33 turtle soup volume 2 number one the ring specifically from it and 37 all right so issue 30 is sky highway that's the next uh, rick veach uh number mm-hmm. we have turtles take time issue 33 uh, that one's illustrated by richard corbin pretty cool and then uh like you said, the ring in Twilight of the Ring, that's Rick McCollum and Bill Anderson. So it's quite All the right. spread we've got going next week. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, if you enjoyed the episode, let us know somewhere on the internet by leaving a review on the, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Uh, you can also let us know by hitting us up on the socials at Ninja Turtle PH on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, we appreciate everybody that listens to the show. Like, thank you. Uh, yeah, we, we wouldn't be doing this without you um and well i mean we would because we also enjoyed it <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yeah i'm but, also a listener <laughs> but you listening makes us want to do better yeah. and put more put more effort into it than just three friends talking about turtles so. yeah and like that's probably been like one of the coolest things i make in the show is meeting these guys and just becoming friends it's been a good blast it's been a good time Oh yeah, uh, this is. I feel like this is exactly what I needed. I was like, a couple months ago, I was like, man, I just need some outlet to just like geek out on turtles with mm-hmm. other nerds. And this hey, is you do what I just do. Exactly. Post in all the Facebook groups. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, I was doing that too much as well as I like bug the people in my day to day life with how much I talk about turtles, and so yeah. I was like, I gotta. It's been nice too, because like I've like I've been collecting comics for years, and I have almost a full run of the first volume so it's been nice to like go back through those and i've and i've had that dvd set that's in the turtle van for years and just like have never popped it into the dvd player so it's nice to like use the stuff i've just hoarded up for years you know yeah so <laughs> so anyway thank you so much like mike said that's our show until next time cowabunga dudes cowabunga I hunger for Cowabunga!
know what's been going on with my computer. It's like last night it did this. And then like this freezing thing it did earlier and then it just never mm. came back and it just went straight to that blue screen. So geez, that sucks. I know this computer's like computer's barely a year old. Oh really? Yeah, it's then all I do is play games on it, so Yeah. I mean mine's approaching like four. And it's it's working, you know. I mean, granted, it doesn't really run games on it like it used to be able to, but <laughs> as long as it runs Shredder's Revenge, you'll be okay, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, we all—it still hasn't been uh, confirmed for other platforms yet. It's only, yeah. still only Switch and Steam, and even then, it's only Steam. It's not like Epic Game Store or. Um, you know any of the other online stores it's just steam i mean i prefer steam myself anyway so same i mean no like yeah you know, i've been using steam for years so i don't mind but yeah it, it's it's just weird that e3 kind of came and went and we didn't get anything mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah and like they're they're pretty quiet on the discord too mm. so i don't know man are we about to get a Metroid Prime 4 here? Yeah. <laughs> or it just goes dead. Metroid Dread, you know, before before this happened. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, still so excited. For for years. I know. Uh, I still need to continue my playthrough. Um, I'm running around. I think I just got to Crade. Are you doing big... Super? Or which no. one are you doing? No, I'm, I'm still playing Zero. Zero, zero, okay. zero mission. I'm going. I'm going in chronological order. So it's zero mission, uh, the remake of Samus Returns, Super, then Fusion. Man, and then I'll be lucky. then I'll be ready for Dread. No, yeah. I'd put an other M in there. Uh, other M is not part of the main series. No, it's not. It's like, it's not considered part of the main series. Oh, okay, because it's like. like it happens right after Super Metroid. Uh, as far as I know, it is not part of the main series. Okay. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I was like Prime. The Prime trilogy is like a prequel to everything. Yeah, man. So, you, so that's my thing. Is like I love Metroid, but I've literally only played Super Metroid and Metroid. So, like, I love Super Metroid. Like, Super mm-hmm. Metroid made me fall in love with Metroid games. But it's only because I had it on the Switch and was able to play that. And then I went and played the first Metroid and was kind of disappointed that, you know, (laughs) it wasn't that great. But I beat it after Googling things on the Internet and trying to draw my own map. And and I finally got through it. Okay, you're right. It does take place between Super and Fusion. That's fine if they've said, like, it doesn't count because it wasn't. Like the story just, of that as far wasn't as I, great. As far but... as I know, it just doesn't. It doesn't. Like they don't consider it part of, like the like when you think of like Metroid Five, Dread is Five. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like I remember the start of that. Like the first cutscene is her getting uh, attacked by the Metroid, and then uh, the Mother Brain creature comes and helps her out. Mm-hmm. Or no, the opposite way. The, yeah. She gets attacked by the Mother Mother Brain creature and then uh the metroid comes and helps her out oh, yeah there's a manga series yes Ooh. it's very good really it's I, have, actually I, good? Have, 
I have some PDFs if you, if you want me to share them with uh, you. Yeah. Please, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll take those. Yep. I'll send them your way. All right. Take care, guys. We'll see you next All right. week. Take care. See you guys later. See ya.